0: all right people what is going on what is going on welcome good morning everyone back with another episode this is episode 267 of the first frame rate show i am vf baller and uh, you know how we do over here we talk about georgia southern football also talk about atlanta falcons football two good topics on deck we will be getting into um thank you guys for the support on the last episode um youtube um there's, there's a handful of people that uh watch the episode, I really appreciate it. Uh also the guys on the podcast side of things, I really appreciate you guys uh listening as well. Seem like we're moving in the right direction as far as this show. And uh it's all thanks to you guys. so you guys are deciding to listen and you're giving good feedback. I really, really appreciate it. I don't I don't know uh where this be without you guys because uh um, i was a bit nervous when i started this is a daily thing and but uh i knew that i just wanted to continue to give you guys the best information and content possible and you guys responded well and i really really appreciate it so thank you guys uh once again um i i really 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 thank you guys a lot um with that being said today we're going to be talking about russell gage Russell Gage played pretty good for the Atlanta Falcons. Did uh, pretty well for them. And uh, I'm trying to to find out what kind of destination uh, is viable for him. And uh, will he stay a Falcon? Not really sure. So uh, that's why I want to talk about that. Uh, also, um, I want to talk about what uh, George Southern is doing once again. I mean, look, C- Coach Helton, ever since he got to Statesboro, has been turning a lot of things around. He's been doing things way different and he's been very, very aggressive. And we're gonna talk about the aggressiveness of what they've been doing this week. Uh, And um, it is very, 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 very uh, refreshing to see. So we're gonna talk about that as well. Um, Like I said, if this is your first time here, welcome. Um, If you don't mind, uh, if you want to hang around, hit the subscribe button. If you're on the YouTube side of things, Uh, like this uh, video if you like what you see so far also share this so other people you know could watch this or listen to as well same thing for you guys on the podcast side give me a five star rating if you don't mind also share and subscribe to your um the podcast uh avenue of this show so you guys could uh get information and get the episodes as soon as i put them up uh like i said this uh podcast is on itunes anchor and spotify also it will be any any podcast avenue you like to use all you have to do is um search it into the uh, podcast search engine i should pop right on up all right let's go ahead and get into this i'm not going to get into the falcon stuff first i I definitely want to talk about it but i'm going to talk about the georgia southern recruiting uh the recruiting uh tactic they're using um i looked at this the other night on twitter and I thought this was somewhat of a joke. Now, And, and, and I mean, not like a joke, like a ha ha joke. But I was like, wait a minute. Is he really trying to do this? I don't I don't believe this. Coach Elton said that he's taking 10 coaches and recruiting in every county in the state over the next two weeks. And I was like, wait, what? Yeah, I know he has the personnel because, I mean, you know, we, we talked about all the people that he's hired since he's been to Statesboro. So he has the personnel. But for the next 14 days, the next two weeks. You guys are going to every county in the state of Georgia, all one hundred fifty nine counties. So I am like, wow, okay, is this you? You trying to be a little exaggerating a little bit, and make it sound good? Well, apparently not, because so far, day one, they already went to twenty three counties. <laughs> Excuse me, they already went to twenty three counties in one day. So one fifty nine is not uh, not out the question in two weeks like i said there's 159 counties in the state of georgia they're already at 23 and um let's talk about some of the counties that they went to already um i i think i'm gonna get this right i mean i am from the state of georgia but i i cannot i can't remember like all the counties or whatever but i'm gonna try my best from what i see in the graphic now i'm looking at the graphic on the um screen and i I think i got it cross-referenced with another uh county um uh, information right here so i want to see if i get this right uh obviously you know went to bullock county i mean that's where states row is bullock county went to Bryan county looks like uh, also went to liberty and long county so that that's like right there in the you know the Statesboro area. Actually surprised they haven't gone to Evans and Jenkins and Screvin and Burke yet. Uh, Effingham and Kid Chat, like all that's right there, especially in the, you know, the Jenkins, Screvin County. Uh, there's a lot of talent there. Burke County, it's a lot of t- football talent da- up in that area. So, um, I would not be surprised that they'd be going there sooner rather than later. Um, Chatham County, that's where I'm from. And we'll see Glenn County, all that stuff down there. We'll, we'll, we'll get to that, but those so far: Bullock, Bryan, Liberty, and Long. Um, they also went down to the bottom of the state. And if you go down to the bottom of the state, you got Lanier, you got Lounge, you got Brooks, you got Thomas Grady County. Like, yeah, that's Grady County. They also went to um, that's a Cook. Yeah, I think I said Cook already. They went to Cook County, Lanier, yeah, Cook, Lanier, Lounge, Brooks thomas and grady county they went to those counties down there at the bottom of the state Uh, a lot of talent down there as well especially in Lowndes county um i'm surprised they didn't jump over to colquitt county but you know i'm pretty sure they're going to be going there as well so uh, like i said they said they're going to touch every county but those are the ones that they went to so far now they also went to the far uh the far west uh side of the of the state and those counties that they went to i think they went to the muscogee i think i said that right muscogee harris and troop county so those are three that they went over there i think that's over there by the you know um phoenix city columbus uh, columbus georgia area uh, once again a lot of talent there as well and um not surprising they went to the atlanta area day one and um there's a lot of talent in the area when you talk about the uh you know the Kendallville doors of the world uh, i think caleb hood is i think that's madonna jordan i think that's up in that area as well when you look up the, it, at all that stuff all i mean all that area up there that's where all that the, the, the really good talent is so you know, they went to fulton county you know so they started hitting new fulton county they went to Cobb, douglas county carroll county uh, also look like they went to cherokee and they went to Gwinnett County. So uh very good, very good hotspots up there. And another thing about that, I'm, I wouldn't be surprised if Kevin Whitley was the guy who went up there because he's from that area. He has a lot of um connections up there. So, um, that that's like his area you know i mean he's people have a, a high school football coach up there so he knows the area very well um so if he went up there uh i would not be surprised and last but not least uh i think it's three other counties that looks like it looks like uh this a little small county right here. i want to make sure i get that is that uh alconee county looks like it i could be wrong either Oconee or clark county one of the two right here in the other two, you went to Elbert in Hart County up here going above uh the uh Augusta area going up a little further towards um the Greenville area uh so um so I, Greenville South Carolina area not too far from the border so I don't know much about that area up there but um I'm pretty sure that they know way better than I do as far as talent goes so um so far 23 counties in one day can't wait to see what else they do and uh this just goes back to what i was saying about coach helton these guys are ready to make a change and if you haven't seen it already i don't know what you've been looking at i mean from day one uh what i've seen as soon as he took the took the helm as far as recruiting um what he's been doing like even when the old uh coaching staff was actually coaching the team he was like out there already going to all types of uh counties and high schools getting uh having a rapport with a lot of the coaches just making friends and and um i guess you know he knew some people or he got to know some people and uh it's starting to pay off i mean if he's going to every county in the state going to find talent and that ain't you no, know, I know this is something that, um, this is something that, uh, uh, not really ideal when you look at every county because you just don't know, um, you know, the football program in every county of the state. But that's a good way to find like diamonds in the rough, it's guys that nobody's looking at. You know, you never know what type of player you may pull out of, you know, one of these counties. I mean, you don't know what's going on in Turner County, Ben Hill, you know, Jeff Davis is, you know, that's a powerhouse. I mean, they, they have, they they be having really good uh, football programs out there. You know, I mean, when you look at a Talbot or Marion, you know, Webster County, I mean, some of these, some of these counties that you don't really hear about, you know, like Bacon County, where, where's another good one, Madison, Franklin, you know, uh, Pickens you know, lot of these counties that, that may have somebody who's like really good, but don't get the don't get the recognition because everybody's kind of focused on like the usual spots. So to hit every county, this is something that I don't think any other school in the state is doing. I, I don't. Now will other schools follow suit? Probably so. There's already rumors out that Georgia State now is trying to re- trying to offer uh, scholarships to everybody that we do uh, that we offer scholarships to. And um, yeah, good luck with that. I-, I I will say this: Georgia State has done okay with their program. I will give them that. Now I don't think I think with us. I think a lot of stuff is like a lot of self-inflicted uh, problems. It's one of the reasons why we haven't been able to compete. Um, I ain't going to say compete. It's one of the reasons why we haven't been able to beat Georgia State handily like we should. Because you, you look at the type of offense who's running, the 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 some of the coach's decisions, a lot of the stuff was self-inflicted. I don't believe that. Uh, Georgia state was necessarily a better team. I think there was a better uh, coach team, but I don't think that talent wise is pretty much the talent is pretty much on par. If not, we should, we are better. And looking at the talent that we've recruited lately, to me, there's no comparison. Our recruiting class should be way better than theirs. Um, and I don't think it's even close. So, you uh, know, I may sound a little biased, but I mean, I'm just looking at what's on paper. They got a pretty they got they got some good guys over there. I'm not trying to say they got a bunch of sorry dudes, but um, I just feel that with what we are building over here, I think the, the quarterback play alone got us, you know, in a much better position than they are as far as um, positions and, and 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 recruiting wise. I mean, we was able to we able to get Cal Van Trees, Zach Roseman, uh, we already had Cam Ransom. I just felt like we 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 already have that. Um their 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 team is, is respectable, I will say that. But this Georgia Southern, Georgia State stuff, you know, we're gonna talk about that at a later time. I just feel like, you know, we are on the up and up. And um it it goes to tell you that it is because ever since Coach Helton was hired, nobody's really talking much about Georgia Southern like that anymore. Like, not, not even Appalachian State. Um, you got some other schools that used to always talk down to us about how we ran our offense and how we ran the, you know, how we ran the program. But ever since Coach Helton came, you know, you don't, you don't really hear those rumblings no more. It's like that, that, that this, this particular hires put a lot of people in the Sun Belt on notice. And that's a good thing. That's, that's a very good thing. Cause I mean, cause Appalachian State is one of those two schools that was like really, really on our they're, they're really on our behind about you know us getting better you know the option game was is, is a deadly uh offense i mean it it, it when ran correctly is it, unstoppable i totally believe that but you don't have the personnel to run it you, you know you see you see the results that we that that we had those are the type of results so but what we have now, veteran quarterback, we got like four or five receivers that are that have been recruited. We got like two or three of them that are coming back. You got the running backs. These guys are going out doing something for 2023. I, I, I'm in, in hopes. The defense is coming back. I mean, we just talked about that yesterday with all those veterans coming back. Um, this could be... This could be a really special season. I I, I say this every day, but the more I look at it, like, man, um, we're going to be a problem once again. And that's a good thing. So, um, and if we keep uh, uh, recruiting like this and being aggressive like this, this could be something that's going on for years to come. Going on over and over again. Uh, We'll see how this goes because this is going to be, I think it's going to be really special. It's going to be really special. So um, I, I, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see 23 counties already. Can't wait to see what they do tomorrow. Uh, maybe they'll hit another 23, 25, and that'll, that'll be up to 50. That mean, there'll be about 35, 34, 33% um, uh, of the state. It'll be pretty cool. Uh, so we'll see how that plays out. If you like this content, go ahead and hit the like button, share this video or share this podcast or other subscribe to the YouTube channel or the podcast Avenue. If you haven't already, um, I am really, really excited to continue to give this uh, content to you guys. You guys are amazing and um, you guys help this go without you guys, you know, I'm, for the most part I already be like talking to myself anyway when i do this podcast but i'll literally be talking to myself I'm um, thank thank you everybody that's in the comment section always give me feedback you guys are great um thank you guys on twitter if you want to follow me on twitter that is uh at vfballer. baller v as a violin f as in frank baller uh, you know you can uh go ahead and uh follow me over there on twitter uh, i'm always posting stuff about you know george southern football or whatever the case may be uh, or Atlanta Falcons football. Let's talk about Atlanta Falcons football. Um Russell Gage, what can you say about Russell Gage? He's undrafted or well undrafted. He is an unrestricted free agent at the end of the year. Um don't know what's going to happen with this guy. I mean, he's done a very good job of living up to his contract because in the last year of his contract, he was getting a base salary of 2.1 million dollars and based on the situation he was in he lived up to it i mean i I don't know what else you could say about him because he was in a situation where that uh he had to try to be the number one receiver he had to be number one receiver and i think he did a pretty good job of doing so because uh thrown into a, a situation where uh you know, Calvin Ridley did what he did. He had to step away for, for the season. He ended up um, getting 66 receptions for 770 yards and uh had four touchdowns. He dropped uh, two fumbles. could have done better than that. But um for the most part, I think he stepped up and did the best that he could. He only played 14 games Um the year before that. He had 72 reception for 786. So it's pretty much around the same amount of numbers. But uh with him being in it, but in 2020, he was basically the slot guy, you know. So he, he you know, he did pretty good in the slot. It's a different animal. You have to play no, number one receiver. And with him playing number one receiver, what has happened was he was, his eyes was on, the defense was on, was on him a little bit more. Eyes was on him more. And um, he was still able to put up these type of numbers. Now, where did he? Do, where do he go from here? I'm not sure. I'm not sure if the Falcons will bring him back. I would be surprised if they do. If they do, I well, I ain't gonna say if he, they bring him back. Wherever he goes, I don't think they'll whatever team would try to put him in the position that he was in this year. I don't see him being a number one receiver. Um, I, like I said, maybe number two, maybe a number two. But um, I look at him at number three at best, and that's not a bad thing. I think he can be an excellent slot receiver, Um, somewhat in the minds of like a Harry Douglas, like Harry Douglas was. Also, um, you know, I I think he would do very well in that role as a slot receiver. He has the size, he can run routes, uh, He just, you know, clean up the drops a little bit. He will be just fine. Somebody's going to take a somebody's going to take a, a flyer out on him. Somebody's going to sign him because I feel that he's done enough to garner uh, another 3 maybe 4 year contract. You know what I mean? I mean, he's only he's only 25 years old, so he has plenty of upside. Plenty of upside. He's only been in the league for 3 years and look like he's gotten better every year. Like I said, the only thing he may want to, you know, definitely want to fix is the drops and um that's that's not that's not a uh it's not a hard thing to fix so he should be um sought after by a few teams now in my opinion should the falcons try to hold on to them um i think the falcons have a lot of um i think the falcons have a lot of issues to address on the team and um russell gage could sit here maybe want seven or eight million a year I'm not sure if that would be viable to the Falcons to pick up. Um maybe I don't know. Um they already they they're probably already in talks of trying to get uh Calvin Ridley moved. So that would be 11 million off. Um they may want to try to look into putting money elsewhere. They may even try to uh get a, a receiver that's cheaper. And uh cause they probably feel like they can get this probably the same type of production off of a, a cheaper receiver especially if you get more receivers here that don't have to you know have to play number one if they can get another slot guy that can actually put up these type of numbers while all the while trying to get um a bonafide number one you are probably in a good position to do that rather than re-signing him for probably more than you want to 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 pay and you know, you're probably still having that same type of contract situation, similar to Calvin Ridley, which you know, like I said, contract situation where you'll be paying up to something that of of, of that type of money, and um, you're probably gonna get the same production that you have now. Because, uh, like, I don't I don't see Russell Gage coming back to Atlanta as taking on a role as a number one. Um, I do see the Falcons probably going into free agency and in the draft. Probably pulling maybe two to three wide receivers coming up in this offseason. So with that being said, it all depends on what type of receivers they get. I do expect expect them to try to get a bonafide number one. And maybe um, I'm not going to say a bonafide number two, but they'll probably try to get another formidable uh, receiver that could likely play the number two or they might try to get two number ones. And uh, try to figure out which one's going to play where. Um, But that's going to be, you know, a little bit later in the offseason or probably later in the draft. I don't think there's no reason to get a receiver right away. There's no sure shot, sure shot receiver to pick up right away in the draft. I think you probably get a good receiver in the third, fourth, maybe fifth round. And um, these guys could probably be able to play right away. Same thing with free agency. You guys got like guys like Russell Gage is going to the corner in the free agency. There's other guys that are probably going to be going there as well. So they're going to find ways to possibly sign somebody, especially if they can move Calvin Ridley. That's 11 million off the books, even though we're still kind of, you know, strapped for cash a little bit into the uh um salary cap i think with the salary cap increasing and possibly moving calvin really we should be able to make some moves is i don't think we're going to be strapped like we were last year and um last year we were strapped like pretty tight and (coughs) excuse me and um we weren't able to uh do anything until julio got traded once Julio got traded, we couldn't didn't we could have signed our rookies. That's how strapped for cash we were last year. I think this year is gonna be a little bit different. I and honestly, I don't think this is gonna happen. But I always expect the unexpected. Do not be surprised if you see some guys getting cut, and uh, we started bringing some guys back on some one-year deals or whatever that that may be the case as well because um this whole thing this whole process of weeding players out and getting con getting from under contracts is it it's going to be a process and it's going to take time and this may be another year that we deal with that now the toe the line can Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot make this team better at the same time I think they can um we're basically like maybe one, two, maybe three players away of being a 500 team. I mean, and, and, and you know, people don't want to really think about that. But um, we beat all the bad teams that we played. We lost against all the good teams that we played. If we have a difference maker, maybe two or three different um, uh, difference makers on the team, we could beat a couple of those good teams. Now, all of a sudden, you're looking at nine and eight instead of ten and seven. You you just never know. Um, just don't know how the is gonna play out next year. I mean, we're far away down that from from getting to that point. But for right now, you really want to look in and evaluate at what all you have in front of you. Who's gonna still be around? Who you think that could get you somewhere? Um, to a level of improvement. What? How? How are you gonna be able to do all of that? And with that being said. It all starts with looking at guys like Russell Gage. Or when you're looking at a guy like Calvin Ridley. Or when you're looking at, um, you know, a Deion Jones, or four-year little con. Or when you're looking at uh, other players that are on on these one-year deals. What are you going to do? Like I said, I think Josh Harris, yeah, I think Josh Harris was on a uh, oh, not Josh Harris, but Eric Harris. I think he was on a one-year deal. Uh, we may even start looking at another safety. You know, um, I think we can probably start looking at another defensive back. Looking at some more receivers, cause you know we don't we really don't have many receivers, so it's it's so much to look around with. That's why I was like, is it even viable to bring Russell Gage back? I'm not really sure, um, because I don't know you know uh, what's the asking price for. So we'll we'll see how all that goes. I'm gonna be really interested to see how that plays out as far as um bringing some guys in that are actually gonna be able to push this team to the next level because we only won seven and ten last year which is actually surprising knowing everything that we know now i mean i think this team should have been uh four and 13 or something like that but coach coach smith got the guys to win some games and with with more and better personnel we'll, we'll see what we can do but um it all takes one day one week at a time and see how things play out as far as free agency the draft and all this other stuff so we'll see how that goes All right, guys, that's going to close out another episode of the First and Frame Rate Show. I am VF Baller. If you like this uh, episode and if you made it this far, I thank you. I appreciate you for making it this far. I try my best to put out the best content possible. Um, At the same time, I want to put out the best information possible. Um, Today, we talked about uh, Georgia Southern Coach, Coach Helton. Georgia Southern Coach Helton. Going to all these counties, um, trying to find talent to make Georgia Southern football better. Also, we talked about Russell Gage as far as how well he's played this year and what's his possible next destination. Um, I don't know. Uh, I really don't know. I don't even know what the market is for him, but I'm not sure if the Falcons will bring him back because of the money situation, but we'll see. All right, y'all. I am going to get up out of here. You guys take it easy. You guys be blessed. I will see you guys on the next one. Have a great morning. See you guys then. All right, y'all. Peace.